Welcome to season two of Talks and Sips. I'm Jess. And I am Ceci. Hi, ladies. Hello. How's everyone doing? <laughs> Relax. <laughs> I know you're even, like getting there. <laughs> All right. Is this your first time on a podcast? Yes. For both of you? Same to say yes. <laughs> okay. So here's a trick that I learned because, I don't know, I study Chris Evans. And when he does interviews, he kind of starts, I mean, you don't have much space to work with, but he yeah. kind of spreads out and he gets comfortable like this. And he like, ha, 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 ha. And, and so that just shows that he's comfortable and confident. I don't know if you want to partake in that, but now you know, if you go like this, it shows that you're confident. I watch Chris Evans for other reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you there. Um, I second that emotion. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's been a long day, huh? Yeah, quite long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. correct. <laughs> well, welcome to TNS headquarters. I eat my mom's house. I eat the living room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're a small podcast, guys. We make it work. <laughs> okay, so who are you guys, gals? Who are you, gals? Let, let the who world are you know. Women? Who are you, women, ladies, gals? Dudettes, uh, so the world could know who they're watching and listening to right now. After you. Oh, darn. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm Julia. I am friends with Jess. Uh, we used to work together. We used to work together. Yes. Once upon a time. Um, no longer. No. True story again. <laughs> but now we climb together. Correct. Uh, my name is Adriana, and I am Jessica's best friend. Can I say that? Or yeah, should you I? can say that. Claim it, girl. Claim it. We're, we're friends. We're friends. Best friends. <laughs> and um, She's like... Uh, <laughs> best friends and uh yeah i'm a massage therapist i own my own spot so you know if plug you want a massage plug. uh hit up jessica and let on. me know i'm in orange do you want to flex real quick for them to show them like one oh, bicep man. your massage haven't just like oh, <laughs> she goes, oh man <laughs> <laughs> She's got it's you, not man. it's not a lot but i'm working on it <laughs> well thank you for joining jess and i on our current events episode <laughs> Are you guys up to date on what's going on? Absolutely um, I'm not. sure going to be up to date soon, I'm sure. <laughs> Perfect. We're all on the same page. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, on today's episode, we, you know, we're discussing, you know, we've done Kardashian talk before, but I wanted to change it because her and I have covered it and not everyone's a Kardashian fan. And truthfully, we kind we're of aren't either. Yeah. So we wanted to approach it a little differently. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk a little bit about Rihanna baby drama because you guys know she's finally prego egos. Um, mm -hmm. Artist Jewel, do you guys know who Jewel is? I feel like you have to be over 30 to know who Jewel is. I know the name. Okay, good. <laughs> They're like, we don't know. I gotta, I gotta re be reminded because I she was a big thing when I was younger. Yeah, I would need to hear a song. Ah, uh, shoot. Like, by name? No, but I by could probably song, pull yes. one up. Anyway, but I'll pull it up later. And so she has, like, some mama drama that I wanted to discuss. And basically, this all comes down to, like, people with tons of money with family issues. And, like, boundaries that don't exist or haven't. So, um, yeah. yeah. Well, we're excited to hear your guys' opinions since, you know, not none of us in this room are celebrities <laughs> with celebrity mindsets as they have. So nope. we want to know, like, real human, genuine, not saying human, human celebrities. Because <laughs> they're aliens or lizards, so I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, you know, I more that humble. Emotion. More humble, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like, would we allow this mess to even happen to us? Can we relate to these women? Because they're all women, right? Um, also, super grateful that you guys, gals, ladies, dudettes, women, <laughs> do that, have women joined ladies. us. <laughs> International Women's Month. So many names. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Um, on our honorary Women's Month, our oh, square yes. table, <laughs> and today we're on our square table.
table. <laughs> not round table. Not round table. <laughs> but square. it's still a Equal. discussion. <laughs> Jada can't come at us with lawsuits, baby. But as you know, you cannot come to this show and not have something to sip because we are talking and sipping. So what y'all sipping and does it spark joy? <laughs> I love it. I love it. She's not even drinking you guys. I know. Sponsor us. <laughs> Coca-Cola, man. <laughs> Nothing. Sponsor us. <laughs> She's having a Coke out of glass. It must be. <laughs> um, please cut that. It's in. It's in. I'm supposed to put that. Oh, God. <laughs> no? Okay. It's All in right. our song. It's in our little theme track. It's like, yeah. Which, by the way, <laughs> Nam did that and then made it high-pitched to sound like a lady. Really? Nam is our old boss. Mm. He's the one who did that sound for that that? Little... <sighs> oh. no, the more wow, you know. Nam. The more you know. Thanks, what bro. If, what if you don't know? <laughs> what if how? Now you know. You know. <laughs> uh, I'm going with straight-up Tito's and cranberry juice. Tito's. <laughs> Another potential sponsor? Dude. Tito's. Tito's is the name. I am drinking what she is holding the Tito's. <laughs> Hold the Tito's, please. Out of this very fun Duncan cup for some reason. <laughs> See, here's the thing. We have tons of tumblers and today's been a very long day. And I haven't washed them, and they sit on a shelf with their tags at the bottom. They're like trophies, really. <laughs> One day. They'll burn or something. I don't know. <laughs> Pass them down to your kids. <laughs> my kids, you are my studded tumblers, children. <laughs> They're for you, all this plastic. Anyway, I am having an Izzy. It's a sparkling mango. When you have to let that man go, like Kanye. <laughs> all right, well, what do you got for us, Izzy? All right, so you kind of segued it for us. We're going to get into Kim and Kanye. The wonderful couple that's been flooding our social media. Flooding. <laughs> mm-hmm. So is it a media stunt? Are you guys aware of what's happening? I'm a hot mess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I really wish I didn't. No. Whatever, whatever I see on Instagram, which, you know, is All the highlights, too much. really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll cover whatever else you may not know. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tea. <laughs> but before that. Do you guys remember two gals? See? <laughs> We're gals. gals. Right. Yeah. Okay, continue. <laughs> Do you remember Kanye's music video, Bound 2, in 2013? It's where he's on a motorcycle and... Kim. And Kim's hair is blowing the wrong direction? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, she's basically naked. <laughs> and they're riding in the green screen sunset. How romantic. <laughs> Yummy. I, I, I don't remember You that. don't? Yeah. Well, apparently James Franco and Seth Rogen made their own version of it. And it's glorious. And I'm it's sure it's better than <laughs> Still don't know it. It's delicious. Yeah, it's super delicious. And Seth is very lush and very hairy and, and very Kim. <laughs> anyway, we'll probably play it. Um, a little clip of it. A little clip of it. So. <laughs> Uh-huh, honey. 
Well, things were weird for Yi. Is that how you say it? It's Yay. 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 I like Yi better. I'm gonna say I that. like Yi better too. <laughs> but then it has like an Asian tilt to it, and oh, you're yes, like, sure. um, then we'll say Yay. <laughs> but I don't. I don't feel Yay when you I. <laughs> this is what's going on with Y. After <laughs> that's more suitable. You know? yeah. <laughs> After his mom passed, and you know, there's a whole that's a whole another thing within itself. It's something to note that Kanye is diagnosed bipolar as well. I'm learning on the spot. I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like official. Mm. Well, in 2021, Kim filed for a divorce. Both of them had prenups, and that wasn't even a concern, which... I feel like if you're a celebrity, you have to have a prenup. Mm-hmm. You never know. Get to save your assets. Side note, I think everyone should have a prenup, yeah. even if you're not a celebrity. Because Agreed. it's like come- there's so many changes that happen in your life, and like divorces can get messy. Mm-hmm. Just prep for the worst. Sign a prenup. <laughs> Sign a prenup. It's not an insult. Just do it. Like, it'll Wasn't make it you his all own happier. Gold Digger song where he was like, Sign a prenup. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Is it Gold Digger? Yeah, it was yeah, Gold Digger. It was right? Gold Digger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, that he, Gold Digger he, song? he listened to his own advice. I'm proud of him. <laughs> well, anyways, that's actually not the real issue at hand here. <laughs> Kanye would not sign the papers, man. He wasn't letting her go with that divorce. So basically, yeah. So he was like, no, 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 I'm not signing. I'm not signing. I'm not signing. I'm going to get back. We're going to get back together. Right. And Kim's like, bruh. And so basically the court was like, fuck this. We're we're splitting you guys up. So legally, she is single. She is single. I think that's really good, honestly. Like, I think it's really, really disappointing to know that even someone with so much money can struggle with... I don't want to call him abusive, but like some sort of power hold over yeah. her life. Like that's really mm-hmm. unfortunate. Yeah. To the point where a whole judge had to be like, all right. Yeah, exactly. I'm ordering this. Or a man Enough. can be like, I'm not divorced. We're still married, but I'm going to keep dating people and yeah. you can't. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, you know, with anything, there's a bunch of trash talking going on on Instagram on Kanye's part. To the point where Kanye himself leaked texts between him and Kim. Him and Kim. saying that he was creating a dangerous situation for mr pete davidson and he released animation videos where he buries pete and says the family all will live happily ever after and defend his art form and this is like on his instagram so this is actually like a pretty threat and this just happened like a day ago this Ooh. is like going back to like whole toxic masculinity where it goes into emotional manipulation when men open up to you expecting that you'll be open with them too, which I've uh, learned about but more I think recently. There's like a stickier level that he has a mental health issue yeah. and it's like he's really in the limelight and because of his money and because of his wealth, he's surrounded by people who aren't getting him the help he needs mm-hmm. and it's getting onto social media. Like Right, it's like leaking on. So that's actually what I wanted to I wanted to bring this this situation down to like a more and quote unquote like normal people level mm-hmm. like and and the, um I guess the analogy I always think of is like when what was that book all these women were reading the one about the red room and the guy and oh Fifty Shades of Grey Fifty Shades of Grey and then the film came out and like women were like oh I can't <laughs> wait to go see it and it was basically like kind of like almost sexual abuse of this girl or whatever it was and a mental. lot of different type of abuses like financial abuse yeah. sexual abuse mm-hmm. mental abuse it was like all there so yeah. the ongoing like mm-hmm. thing about that was like how are they like, if this man 
because this man has money, like somehow it's kind of considered sexy and like, whoa. But like if you were to put mm. him down and, you know, he makes $80,000 a year, it, it just would be a lot less or sexy. Or not even 80000 like pretend it's a janitor who like somehow convinced you to do all this do stuff. All right? And yeah, it's like not, it's not a diss on janitors or anything. It's just not just someone you look it. at and you're like, oh, yeah, they're wealthy because mm-hmm. it's... I don't know. It's, so kind of like that double standard. Yeah. And, and and if you really want to take it further back, you think of all the groupies like the serial killers had. And you're like, hold on. Because, he, you know, what was it? Charles? Charles, Charles Manson, Manson. Who got married like right before he died. And it's like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so what? So, so if, but let's remember, Charles Manson led a cult. So he must have been he kind very, of something to have at, a lot of And they were living followers. in like literal dirt. Yeah. So I don't know. There's something <laughs> about that guy. Here we go. So... So, yeah, so obviously that's what's going on right now. And so I'm like, is this a public stunt here? Like, because, you know, his albums, I, I think he got his music and I'm speculating here. I know part of this, but basically he got his music on a platform uh, where you can only listen through a certain physical interface. And it's like $200 per interface to listen to that album. Oh, wow. And people are buying it. And he's like, no, my and he, he just believes so wholeheartedly that his art is worth the price and people should be paying that sounds very narcissistic where on the other end kim just today was like hey so you know i got his permission he's gonna come out in my first episode or of our story arc in hulu it's gonna come out soon our new you know kardashian show whatever so then you're like i can't help but be like all right so how much of this are you guys like you know what i mean but you're rallying people up like it's it's good marketing, let's put it that way. Yeah. And yeah. it sounds absolutely exhausting, whether it is just Real a or publicity not. stunt mm-hmm. or if there's like some dirty, dirty drama going on in the background. It just it's like be healthy and tr- be nice to yourself and don't let toxic, terrible people into your yeah. life. OK, but at the same time, you have to look at it. It's like they are celebrities and they have to stay current. So they, at some point, you have to think, are they creating it themselves? You know, let's be real. It's like the whole joke with um, their mom. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something that's really disappointing is... Because if it's true, that's The Kardashians don't really have much to... They don't have much talent. And the reason they're in publicity, like they're so public, is because... Chris Kardashian works overtime. <laughs> like <laughs> she found a way to sell her daughters, and you know that's a smart woman. I got to give it to her. She really she learned. Yeah, to, she set up a future and a career for women who don't have much talent. It's like somehow, some way, she found it, and it's. Uh, I hope to be her. Honestly, like whatever you did, I got to figure that shit out because she's making money off of her daughters. So after, <laughs> like after you know, publicity or you know, as fame aside, the core concept here is that you have. Uh, you know because it wasn't always toxic it was like okay right and then you know that like Kanye was never the same after his mom died and even Mm. that story about her how she died is really messed up in itself it's really sad it's really sad a negligent doctor who performed surgery that shouldn't have been done Mm -hmm. it's really really unfortunate yeah and so like he was paying for it and all that so yeah Mm. yeah so that's hard because it's like it's kind of your fault you know what i mean yeah i'm she went looking for it yeah obviously so i think i I think that's i think that's a hard place to be though because it's like is there it's 
it's hard to have that existence on you of like, it is my fault because I was paying for it. But at the same time, this is a woman who really wanted it since she seeked out multiple doctors who told her no multiple times and she couldn't take no for an answer. I think it's It's just enabling, you know, like I I think everyone at that point is kind of at Mm. fault. But basically, you know, outside of like, I would say that was like the start of his like decline mentally or whatever. Um, It's, it comes down to like him not wanting to let her go Mm. like him having like this grandiose thought of himself i'm the best artist to live i would be the president of the united states i am all that in a bag of chips and this is my wife and this is my woman and my kids and we'll always and and i feel like it's was it would it be naivete where it's like you know she's clearly moving on she clearly wants to go she's with pete now and then he's like kind of releasing these diss tracks to or music videos essentially on instagram to songs that he's already written and kind of worked in different lyrics about p and like mm. the animation first of all it's like kind of claymation looking and it's gross <laughs> i hate claymation <laughs> um and not even like, wallace and gromit like oh, my oh God. no who hurt you what was that movie that you really liked uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. That one. Oh, I love Fantastic Mr. It's Fox. It's a great movie. It is. So How do you gross. not like it? Mm-mm. It's and they don't cuss. It's just like you cuss and cuss. The texture <laughs> of the what I'm, my eyes are like. Ugh. I don't know. I enjoyed it greatly. I like claymation. I think it's an awesome art form. <laughs> but do you? I'm gonna just ignore the whole claymation thing. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna smooth over that. Yeah. Continue. Oh, yeah, animators are totally into it. Um, yeah. Okay. So, do you guys have any personal experiences? Do you guys know anyone like? In our part of the world where we're like not celebrities who have gone through something similar to that. Any opinions in your humble opinion? <laughs> it's like the concept of like this a guy in your life or someone you know who just goes like, I- I'm going to worry about me and what I want and not necessarily care about you like that. I feel attacked. Um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, you know, I made bad decisions and I was with somebody who was like, you know, put all these rules on me and so did he what he wanted to do. So... Yeah, I know exactly what that's like. Going around, being around, and calling me a whore for doing the same. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to walk away from this. Did I walk away immediately? No, because mentally he kind of fucked me up. But yeah, watch watch out for those. Those are kind of <laughs> fucked up. But it's always, and so that's what I'm saying. It's not always, and I think from personal experience too, like I was with somebody for three years, who I won't name, <laughs> who... <laughs> So I think three is a magical number because I was with the same person for, for three, three years. years. Right. Yeah. And and at least a year and a half in, like, you just know, like, this ain't it. But also, like, it starts getting a little bit more violent and more toxic and a little bit louder. And things are getting thrown across the room. And, you know, like, at least on my end, like, I knew for a fact I was like, oh, I, I feel bad for this person. Also, I was I would say I was emotionally held hostage because it was like, well, if you leave, I'm, you know, towards the end, it got so bad. It was like, I'm going to commit suicide. It's going to be your fault. Well, now I'm like, oh, my God, it is going to be my have fault. Yeah. Right. And so now I'm stuck in the situation. Unfortunately, I feel like a lot of women experience things like that. And it's seen as normal because mm-hmm. it's like, for instance, look at Ariana Grande when Mac Miller committed suicide. Oh. And everyone's like, you should have stuck with him. Through and thick she and still thin. gets a lot of shit. Like, she it's her responsibility. Exactly. Like, it's our responsibility to hold the burdens of our partner's emotions, which is bullshit. Sorry, I don't know if that. No, you're, you're good. good. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Because no, that's it's a like, great example. Because it's like I was listening to what Audrey was saying, and it was it. It's like yeah, I've also been in a relationship like that where 
it's like no it's you've broken up with them and they keep getting back together with you and you mm-hmm. keep think telling yourself like it's gonna be different you know yeah. i'll give them another try and and it's never different it's never different and it ultimately comes down to at least my trick was to bore him until he wanted to break up with me (laughs) and then i was free (laughs) that was smart no mine i feel like mine was a mental attacker because he always Mm. made me feel less than he made me feel like i was Mm. the shittiest worst person on the planet and i always found myself begging for love and trying to be what he wanted me to be that's like so manipulative and it's like by the end of that it's like i had to rebuild who i was i didn't even know who i was anymore it was so debilitating and for the longest time it was just i just thought of my i look i still i to this day i still look in the mirror sometimes and it's like you know i gotta fix whatever the hell i see because it it was just so it just gets into your head mentally yeah it sticks with you even after your past exactly it's like yeah i it's like that it's like i have no words because it's so i also connect with that to such a deep level where i had this partner who would accuse me of like cheating on him just because I had male friends or I was on social media a lot and that must mean that I'm talking to people on the side or when I wanted to go out to dinner with my friends and not invite him I was suddenly being sneaky and it's like when it was probably on his end too well no it's like he was very insecure he was very depressed it's like I was his foundation of happiness you know and it was like a lot to bear and that was one of the reasons I stayed with him for so long because I was like, he never said it to me, but I always felt like if I leave this guy, he will go into such a deep depression pit that I don't know if he'd kill himself. He I was worried that if I left him, he would commit suicide, right? Which mm-hmm. is even though he's never said it to me, you know? Yeah. But it was like a burden you were carrying. It was an emotional burden that I had created in my head, you know, whether it was real or not, it was how I felt. Yeah. And I think it's like... I can't imagine being a celebrity in the limelight with a partner like that because if they do, God forbid, and in their life, you're seen as the villain, even though you're still a victim, just like the person, just like the person who passed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What's um? Well, now that you guys obviously aren't in those situations, and you guys are with some really rad dudes. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what is something like you look back and and you look at your partner and you're like, man, like I'm this is definitely the better route. Like anything that you learned or anything that you're like, oh well, I know not to let that happen again. Oh, uh, I just found me. The reality of it is, it's just like now I'm in a relationship where it's like, okay, I'm I gotta love me first. And luckily, I found somebody who, you know, looks at me and says, I accept you for you, everything you are, even though we're different, because we're from two different, you know, <laughs> lifestyles. <laughs> and he's like, I still like you. Like, there are parts I like you, and there are parts that I'm just going to have to get used to. And that's, you know, it's nice to find somebody who is like, you know, the parts of you that I like are great. And then the parts of you that I don't like, I'm just going to, you know, find a way to work around them. And it's like that saying, um, relationships, like uh, a soulmate isn't born, they're made. You know, so mm-hmm. I just I also feel that I'm just at a point where without getting religious, <laughs> <laughs> um, like I went through everything I had to go through. And when I found my person, it was like, you know, I'm done. I'm not ready for this anymore. And then I came across him and I was like, OK, well, I'll try this again. And it's just been going well so far. And I just feel like you, you know, when it happens, it happens. And you just have to go through what you have to go through to you know, become who you have to be, you know, to meet 
who you have to be with. And I firmly believe in that because I've had multiple conversations with my person where it's like, if we would have met earlier, we wouldn't have clicked. Right. Just because. Oh, I love that. Because again, all the time. Yeah. Because again, (laughs) we're just from different um, lifestyles. I saw this meme the other day and this girl was like, you know, and it's all like guy telling girl like, oh, I wish I would have known you sooner. And it's all like me sooner. And it's like drunk on the street. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's like so real because part, a major thing in relationships is growing together mm-hmm. and also emotional maturity. And I think I met my partner at the perfect time because I had my ups and downs with relationships. And I think I would have been a fucking exhausting partner to have <laughs> if he had met me sooner because, yes, he's patient. But he also doesn't put up with my bullshit, which <laughs> I'm really lucky for. <laughs> like, personally, I feel because like right when I met my person, I had just gone like like two or three months after I had finished off with that person that was like debilitating me. I feel like I learned a lot. I wasn't the yeah, same person. Yeah, and I just absolutely. feel like I was at a point where it's like, I know what I'm worth. I know what I want. And I'm not going to let that happen again. And so when I met this person and he just, you know, it was just nothing but green lights. Yeah, and going through yeah. rough and terrible relationships helps you kind of deburden yourself from bullshit. And I think it's like in my case scenario, I don't think I would have changed my relationship with the previous guy because I learned a lot about what are green lights and what are red lights in relationships. And also the way to act in times of just like struggle. Right, right. Yeah. Like relationship struggle, you know. Very good. Yeah. I mean, I won't be somebody's sugar mom anymore (laughs) no Um, No, girl i want a sugar daddy i don't want to be a sugar mama but i'll be a splendor mama a splendor (laughs) i think a huge thing too is outside of relational like uh learning things you know in those type of situations situations wow those are real things by the way Mm -hmm. oh yeah you just Um, kind of fall into it mm -hmm. yep you can also carry the like the stuff you learn even outside um outside of relationships and just like some sometimes people leave you with scathing like identity issues and like that doesn't need to be that doesn't need to be your reality you know what i mean so like but it's like you know the saying of like you need to be single and love yourself before you can find someone who'll love you and i think it's true but not in the way people think of it i think it's because when you're single you spend more time with your friends and you spend more time Mm -hmm. with coworkers, and you learn how to communicate in a relationship that's not romantic yeah Mm -hmm. and then you bring those skills into a romantic relationship and it just becomes better yeah yeah i kid you not like a week after i ended everything and i was like i'm done with people i ran into my person and i told him and i was telling him like you know what i'm done i don't want to see nobody and i broke it up with him wait for you (laughs) yeah exactly and it was like it's kind of weird because i wish i would have had that time to be with myself and figure myself out but I feel like this is why I say I I feel like it's important to, you know, go through what you have to go through and figure out what you want. Because uh, my person, I I love you, by the way. You're great. Um, (laughs) Talk shit. Like she doesn't Uh, say my name. (laughs) No, I'm kind of private. So I'm joking. (laughs) She hasn't posted anything on Instagram since like before 2020. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I like I've told him I've told everybody I'm a little I'm a little private. You know, the things that are that matter to me, only the important people know, you know, Jess, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like I can be me and I can figure out who I am, but at the same time, have somebody with me. And that's a huge part of what made me realize like, okay, 
I want you around. When I need him, he's there. And when I don't, he's like, I got you. Like, I'll be over here. And, and it's that's so great. nice that they don't take it personally. Yeah. Like, when yeah. you're like, I need some space. And they're like, oh, you don't love me? It's like, yeah. no, it's not that. No, no, no. Exactly, exactly. I love yeah. you from over there. <laughs> and it's like the communication, it's wonderful because the communication is wide open. And it, it's nice to know that I've grown, but I've come across somebody that has grown the mm. same way. And that knows exactly like, okay, well, you tell me what you need and you tell me what you want. And that just gives me just just find that person. Just they're out there. They're hard to find. But they're or out let there. them just fall in your lap. Exactly. <laughs> because happened. because yes. again, like I gave up and I was like, I'm out of this. And he just came around and kept chasing me. And I was like, I don't know. And then I, one day I was like, you know what? Okay, all right. Or go to your friend's <laughs> birthday party. That's exactly. That- <laughs> You're welcome, Jess. Thanks, <laughs> Jules. Well, he'll be here any minute, by the way. Oh, is he coming? Yeah, he's gonna come. Oh, out damn, nice. Yeah. Um, oh, if we're doing that, then thanks, Jess, for inviting oh, me. Oh yeah. Then- oh, have you not met him yet? No, 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 no. Oh. Basically, right? I met through you. Mm-hmm. She met hers through. I see. Yeah. I see. And I met mine through Bumble. <laughs> Sponsor us. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. You know? Very good. Yeah. Or go to film school. Or go to film school. Or go to film school. You know, it's become just the like... pepper pots. Become yeah, become his assistant, take his money, and then go for it. <laughs> then go home. I'm joking. <laughs> All right. But, but if it works, it works. It, it worked out pretty good. Outside of our current bows that are awesome. Have you guys heard about the drama between um Riri and Drake. Oh yeah, I didn't haven't. they used to date for like a minute? Oh, he he beat her pretty good. Too. I know was like, no, that was Chris Brown. That was Chris Brown. That was Chris Brown back okay. in like two thousand and seven. Well, I made it very clear I don't follow any of this. <laughs> true. She's so. like, I never lied. Uh, <laughs> I never lied. Drake no, and Riri were like seeing each other so for a So Drake moment. and Chris Brown are different people? Cool, 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 cool. One was in Degrassi, the other one wasn't. Which one? <laughs> was in the Grassy. <laughs> he was in the Grassy. <laughs> oh, this just turned into Joe Rogan and Elon Musk that one time. <laughs> anyway, so basically, you know, now she's Pregos. She's built a whole empire. She's got the Fenty. She got the that. She got the... Well, it's all Fenty because branding, guys. Branding. Talks and sips. Anyway. Fenty. <laughs> no, Fenty. Fenty is an awesome fucking company. I, I love, love them. Yeah. I love them. Good yeah. job. Great. Rihanna. <laughs> anyway. Re, re, Queen Re. Okay. And so basically, you know, now she's pregnant and like. And she's hot as fuck. And she's still ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky. Didn't, yeah. Wait, didn't ASAP Rocky and uh, what's the Jenner used to date? No. Uh, that's Tyga. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That one. See, right. we're all, the rappers are all. The rappers are. The rappers are. I feel the same way about basketball players. I can't even. They're all two different. They're all tall. They're all tall and strong. Um, okay. Well, basically, on the web currently, the drama is that Drake like unfollowed her and then unfollowed ASAP Rocky and like basically Ooh. they were they dated at one point, didn't work out, but they remained friends, which is like you know rare for people to ha- whatever. Whole point is it happens, yeah. and so at some point, you know, she's like, we're not enemies, but we're definitely not friends anymore. Yeah. And so- <laughs> Let's face it, it was probably a situationship, and they remained friends to keep the door open, and she found. Someone who was willing to like get real Real. with her, and Drake was like, "Wait, what? Wait for me." (laughs) And so basically, that's it. So I think the whole thing about that, and this is me speculating, guys, is that like 
he was like, you were supposed to wait for me for my whole face to end. So and he he didn't that. like say anything. He just unfollowed them. Yeah. Oh. And so basically, on- I think that's like just people being like nosy and sick because I get it. If uh, yeah. It makes you if you had feelings for that person, that's going to hurt if they're like, starting a family with someone on else. a personal note. Like I had a situation ship. Jess knows about it. Yeah. It was a mind fuck. Mm-hmm. And uh, after the last time I saw this person, I was just kind of like, okay, I'm over it. I'm not talking to them anymore. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Got on Bumble, met my wonderful partner who I mm-hmm. love very much. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's like three months into my partner and I dating, like we were still very fresh. I saw on his Instagram that he had started to date someone mm-hmm. and he had posted a story on his Instagram, which he doesn't do, which means it was serious. And in my head, I'm just going like, okay, good for you. And I unfollowed him from everything and I removed him from everything because he still watched all of my shit and it made me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was just the easiest way to like go about just removing something, a has been from my life, you know, in a healthy way without having to be like. Oh, yeah. So hurt, That's why know? I don't see it. I don't see it as like him trying to stir the pot. Exactly. It's just like him Twitter trying I think, to. I think. Yeah, I think it's, it's actually people... respectful and yeah. polite because you're like we used to look at each other's genitals, and now you have someone else, and you're mm-hmm. going to give birth to something. And you're looking at their genitals. <laughs> and you're looking at their genitals. And um, let's remove ourselves from each other's lives so yeah. we don't have to remember each other's genitals. Exactly. It's just, it just goes back to what you were saying. They're celebrities, so people are paying attention to exactly. Everything. But I feel like that action of remove removing this person from your life is very exactly. normal yeah like super i mean normal. I, on a personal note when i'm done with somebody they're blocked on all accounts oh blocked that's, that's harsh it. no that's it mm. blocked Whoa. no i don't <laughs> want to talk to anyone blocks them to be nosy oh. <laughs> <laughs> no but that's it like we're blocked <laughs> she's like funny Jen. It's not <laughs> real. oh my god that's so funny no but you're blocked <laughs> It's like, I just removed them from my social media because you can do that on Instagram, by the way, to those who didn't know they can remove their friends. Mm. Um, I'm not saying I'm insecure, but you're blocked. (laughs) Like, like, but let's just quickly nosedive into the exes who lurk. Like, what's up with exes who lurk on your Instagram and just watch everything? (laughs) They watch everything, don't interact with you, but they just watch every single story. As if, like, every time it's new. One of mine interacted with me. (laughs) So, the the audience knows. You probably know. I'm 22. Oh, are you? I am. Oh, my God. (laughs) Child. Oh, my goodness. We got a baby in the group. But, um... There we go again. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I got with Matt, my current boyfriend, when I was 19, so and please invite us to the how, wedding. How, how old is he? he? He's because we don't get invited. We don't get invited. Twenty seven, twenty eight. So he's older than me. Really? No. Yummy. Thirty? He's thirty now. 30, yeah, 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 30 yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, maturity in men is mm-hmm. not the same. not calling you out, Matt. But I kind of am. <laughs> so catch your fist later. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> So I did most of my because I made a joke when you guys came in like I'm a very old person inside because in my middle school and early high school sorry mom <laughs> I was a very bad kid yeah <laughs> and so I kind of like got all of that out of the way super early thankfully I'm actually very happy about that oh nice. <laughs> and I had a girlfriend in high school and she after we like broke things off like 
we didn't care. We just left each other on social media and whatever. This was in high school, probably my sophomore year. And Mm -hmm. I got with Matt like three years, four years after that. And I started like slowly posting him on my story, which I never did. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) So he was the first guy I was posting. She responded. She was always responding to my stories like, oh, when are you guys going to go out? Like, oh, because I was posting him when he was Mm -hmm. my boss. (laughs) And she's over here like, well, Um, Uh Reddit post. (laughs) (laughs) And she would like just keep commenting, like asking questions. I'm like, um... Yeah, he's a friend of mine. And then when we got together, she's like, oh, so you're finally together. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, this is a girl you used to date? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's awkward. That's why you say so back <laughs> off. This is, you know, this has been fun. <laughs> and it's like, unless, did you have a rapport? <laughs> did you have a rapport with her where you guys were friendly? Because yeah. I have an ex who I dated during Peace Corps and we like still chit chat and it's absolutely no, friendly. Like, but... After she, because she was a grade older than I was, and she left when she was like a junior to a different school, we never really talked. Oh, that's <laughs> awkward. So it just started picking up again when I was awkward. posting him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she was trying to, she was keeping tabs on you. Essentially, yeah, that's, yeah. that's 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 terrible. <laughs> but it's she I guess <laughs> I guess it's I guess it's better. Well, would you think it's better or worse than someone who lurks and doesn't interact like at all? And I you feel know like that it's worse watching. when they lurk and they don't interact. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what you I don't thought. know like what what are you thinking? Actually, once he did interact, once he did interact, mm. and I think it was by accident, <laughs> <laughs> I had posted a story on my Instagram. I had got, I went out to Napa Valley where my uncle lives mm-hmm. and I had gotten day drunk with my cousin mm-hmm. and I Can drunkenly... <laughs> and I had drunkly posted on my Instagram, "Is it unclassy to be a uh, wine drunk at one at one p.m.?" And he Absolutely responded, not. "Thank you." He mm-hmm. responded with, "Yes." <laughs> oh. <laughs> he said, "He said yes." Blocked <laughs> immediately, and I was like, my heart, my drunk heart stopped. And I thought I died <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. because I was like, um, he's never interacted with anything I've ever posted. Um, now he thinks I'm unclassy. <laughs> Uh, and those are the kind of people you block. I feel like that's his like version of like I'm better than you. Kind of like that dude that I used to see that one point that I stopped seeing, and, and the new girlfriend that he found had a birthday two or three days after mine, and he would always send me on Snapchat where he would take her and all the vacation shit that he would oh, take her on so stuff like that. Weird. Yeah. That's, no, no, that's real weird. That's like aggressive. That's yeah. aggressive. Yeah, wanting so, something in your face. Walk him. On the block, third, on the him. third year, mind you, it happened for like three years straight. Because on the oh. third year, I was like, block him. He always sends me uh, his girlfriend <laughs> shit. Does he send you guys that? They're like, no, and they're like, oh, <laughs> so weird. Weird Odd. way to make you jealous. Oh, I'm weird like, flex. Mm, weird that, X is weird flexes. Oh, <laughs> it's like I'm in a relationship. Uh, cheers. <laughs> I will say this though. It's weird when, like, so my ex, like, stopped, right? He, he would send me shit, whatever, whatever. Uh, but mm-hmm. then his, like, family members, like, male cousins would comment on my pictures, like, wow, you're so beautiful. And it was, like, cousins you know that, like, <laughs> like, ew, why would you think that's okay to write? And it was, like, his cousin who got, like, divorced, who I had uh. met once or something. <laughs> like, you are just Ooh. so fine. You know why? <laughs> Big yuck. Mm, do I have to uh, like block all of you? Yes. All five. Yes. Of you? Correct. I think, yeah. I think the family, family members. Should block you know, it's like we're not blocked, but unadd. Un- uh, yeah, unadd. I felt very lucky that 
my situationships family really liked me, but we never got to the point where they added where we ah. added each other on social media. So when we so when him and I cut ties, it was like a little cleaner with with the exception of him lurk, lurking. Yeah. But like that's that's his problem. <laughs> oh yeah, man! All right, so okay, enough with relationships. We we I think we're all in better places now. I think I think I think. Um, yeah. but what about like with family? And so the reason that I bring this up is because if you guys, I had mentioned Jewel earlier, and essentially Jewel is like this singer who grew up in a homestead in Alaska, got really famous in San Diego, would sing in coffee shops, and then she was really, really smart about it. She basically, you know, what all artists do is they go and they start, you know, they sign contracts, and basically the contracts work to where they have to pay that money back, essentially, mm -hmm. right? And she didn't do that. Earlier, you guys touched on it. When you're so like um, parched for love, essentially, that you're willing to, you know, kind of compromise yourself as a person for it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so it can also happen like with moms and family and like this is what she says. And what do you remember of the experience of your mom leaving? Was that traumatic at the time or was it just, well, OK, that's I guess that's what moms do then. It was traumatizing. Yeah, I remember the moment writing it in the book of when she left and, you know, her waving goodbye and us, our car pulling away as we went to Homer was pretty heartbreaking. She was young. And that ended up sort of creating this chain of events in my life where I really wanted her in my life. I wanted her love. And it ended up costing me a lot later. Yeah, why don't you elaborate on that now? Uh, my mom and I haven't talked since 2010. Um, she was my manager and, yeah, I don't think things were quite what I thought they were. It took me a long time to come and see the truth, and it was a pretty heartbreaking realization. We're sort of skipping ahead, but it's interesting, and I think it, it sort of paints out the picture of your relationship with your mom. But when she w was your manager, she was dramatically misrepresenting things and sort of misleading you. You ended up deeply in debt. I think the biggest betrayal for me was really on a personal level. Um, yeah, in hindsight, probably wasn't my best choice as a manager. Uh, but again, that relationship was really intense, and having her come back in my life... Uh, meant a lot to me, and I needed it. And I think that need for love is really what blinded me to seeing the truth about a lot of things. Yeah. Was that emotional tug, I guess? Was it your heart winning out of your head? Yes, definitely. Um, when I look back at my life, I think the times uh, that I did the worst in my life where I was suffering the worst are the times that I was willing to kid myself the most when you're not wanting to see the truth because your need for love is so great. And I thought that was freaking, I thought that was so great that she said that. So essentially what happened is her mom became her manager after, you know, coming back into her life as she started doing well for herself. And because she wanted her mom so bad, um, because her dad used to be a drunk, whatever, mm -hmm. um, she allowed her mom to be like her Chris Jenner, basically. But yeah. instead, this lady took over a hundred thousand, if not more, of her money, put her into debt, and then basically, there's like this clause that happens when you're like an artist and you have managers, or if you're a talent of some kind. And so, essentially, managers can have that same type of pool where you're compromising their way of living because they're used to making you money because they helped you get there, quote unquote. Mm. So if you're not careful, essentially what happened was that she had to pay out her mom on top of her mom leaving with a bunch of money for her mom not to come back and sue her for that money. So she got robbed and then she has to pay the robber yeah. to leave her alone? Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's like that dumb rule that if a robber gets hurt in your house, you have to... Just it's it on you. Is, is that <laughs> like, real? Yeah. So yeah. what happened with being able to shoot somebody that's you on can't. your property? Nope. 
Oh, that's bullshit. You'll okay. get you'll you'll <laughs> you'll get in trouble yeah. for it. All right, cool. Wow, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. great job, America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why actually, keeping us keeping us safe with their rules. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's why a lot of people are upset too in San Francisco because it's at the point now where they're like, you just have to let. If it's X amount of dollars that they're stealing, you just have to let it happen. You can't stop it. Mm. It's pretty. It's really nice. wild. Yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, like. Do you guys know of anyone or do you guys have personal experience? Like, I think on, on a personal level, like with my mom, we're actually really, really in a great place now that I'm 30 years old. But when I was like 17, 16, like we we lived together. It was bad. And you can maybe say it's like a high school mom and daughter thing. But, you know, I didn't I didn't really see her for almost five, six years at one point in my mid 20s. Like and, and it took a lot. And even have us living together now has you know we've had to like relearn how to be in a relationship together and like okay these are the type of boundaries that we're okay with and you know we'll honor this and that but it's like it's not easy it's so is there anything that you guys have experienced like on a family relational level as like ladies with mothers or sisters or anything like that that you guys um overcame and it it helped you at the end of the day i think to put it um bluntly distance makes the heart grow fonder Mm. (laughs) um yeah i think it's like with my family, there were a lot of and are a lot of complications. And it's at this point, it's just the way my family is. And I've come to accept that I can't really change certain aspects. And either I live with it or I don't. And I've chosen to live with it because it's like as frustrated as certain dynamics of my family make me. It's I'd rather have them in my life than not in my life. I don't know. I don't think I could ever go back to living with my family full time just because I notice I become a different person when I'm around them and that makes me unhappy. So I will see them on major holidays and I'll talk to them throughout the month. But it's like when I was in college, I went through a phase where I didn't call them at all. And I wanted to, I guess I was testing the waters to see if they would talk to me. Mm. And it was a little disappointing when they didn't. And it was, it's just like, I can't take that personally, you know, I just, I have other things going on at this point in my life. I'm actually on the same boat as you, where I've like wanted for them to call me, text me, and they'll only do it when they have like a question to ask or something. But yeah, or it's, it's like, I do that with my friends sometimes because I do feel like I pull, I am the one who, who like tries to see my friends more often mm-hmm. and I think everyone feels that way about their friendships so I don't think I'm alone alone in that but like with my family I wanted to see if they would call me or ask about xyz thing or ask ask about my classes because I was at like a liberal arts school yeah. and taking a lot of interesting things and every time I talked to them I felt as if they were just doing their duty to speak with me and not really cared about what I was doing mm. It was it was hard because it's like I wanted to tell them about things that were going on. And when I did, they'd go, oh, boy, you know, like Mm. I was such a burden having to ask about relationships. Like, is it normal? (laughs) You know, (laughs) I guess every so I am very jealous of people who have very good relationships with their parents and they can ask for relationship advice and they can talk about nothing with their parents. And it is all fine and dandy. But it has to be created. Yeah, it has to be created. And it has to be created in an environment that that works, you know, without being. No, you had to. We have to, at least in my case, because I love I love my family. I do, but I as much as I wanted to, I couldn't leave my home. Mm. 
everything was too expensive. I didn't make enough money and I worked my ass off mm -hmm. and I just, I couldn't leave. But as much as I love my family, they were very, um, we raise you and you owe us everything for raising you. Oh yeah. That wasn't the case in my family. It was more of the case of like, we gave you everything. We hope that everything's good. We don't want to hear if you're unhappy. Like that's mm -hmm. a downer. You know, <laughs> no, my, like, ah, okay. not much shit on my family, but my family, like, I mean, I like props to my family because like my mom came, my family came from a very small port in Salvador. So she came to the United States when she was about nine years old. I know my mom and my uncle had a very different life growing up. It's just Hispanic families in general. It's like, okay, well, you're not allowed to show emotion. Um. So when I was little, I used to hear a lot. Um, si lloras, te doy you una razón para llorar. Mm -hmm. You know, you want a reason to cry. I'm gonna yeah. give you. I'm gonna give you one. And so, like that, just being just talked down to sometimes, kind there of I, making you feel like you didn't really have a say so as a kid. Exactly. So, thus, teach like diminishing your voice early on exactly and your confidence levels and and if you were to be like let me just tell you what i'm feeling but like exactly like hit you you <laughs> so know like you oh you're me making me feel like i don't have a voice like oh you're so sensitive you know like you I went loud i don't know if your family did this but sometimes they'll kind of flip it on you they're like Cause me, I dealt with a lot of like mental health when I was like super young. Oh and, yeah, <laughs> like most Hispanic we'll people, <laughs> <laughs> like, like anybody, everybody, really. And um, I would bring it up, and they're like, "Oh, is it because you're saying I didn't raise you right?" Or oh, I did everything and it wasn't, for you exactly. I so much. <laughs> and it wasn't necessarily just like that. Rarely, my mom told me that, but she would like. I'm the oldest of three. And they had me when they were super young. Yeah. So I was raised by teens. <laughs> like my mom my mom had me a month after she turned 20 years old. Okay. And uh -huh. so, like, even when I wasn't home from school, if my brother or sister did something, I got beat for it. Mm. Because I wasn't there to take care of them. She was also the oldest one. Yeah, I'm the oldest. eldest of three, by the way. That sounds hella stressful. Oh, you're the eldest of three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm Yay. a middle child. <laughs> and we middle both have young moms. <laughs> All right, but what are things now as young adults now that maybe in the past you couldn't communicate that you, for the betterment of yourself and your relationship with them, that you're like, all right, like now, now I tell her this and I don't care. Well, I feel very yeah. privileged over the fact that my parents were able to send me to university like in a different state and I had the money to live on my own and... Being away from my parents for that long, they have started to treat me like an adult, which is really nice. So they, so now I feel like I have the voice to ask about like their financials and what they're doing and how, how the inequality that I witness between how they treat me and my siblings. Whereas before, when we we're all living under one roof, it's like, oh, Julia's just looking for an argument, which is like not the case. I just wanted them to explain why. One sibling got treated one way and I got treated another and another mm. one was like gone. You're like, so. I'm inquisitive, all right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, I just have questions. <laughs> well, uh, speaking as a first child, like I, it was, it was because of me. Well, not because of me. I don't want to, you know, but it was because of my credit. My mommy took out a lot of credit cards under my name to put my mm. sister through school. Oh, wow. Really? So, you know, it, that's illegal, right? Shh. 
I love uh, you, mom, but fraud. never again. <laughs> I love you, mom, but you sneaky. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it was, it was because of like I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I gave her the okay. I was like, she, she told me like, you're not going anywhere. Help your sister. And I was like, fuck, you're right. Okay, just because I was the oldest, um, it was my job to take care of the household. It was my job to you know, take care of everybody. It was, you know, it was thought of like, oh, she's never leaving the house because she's got to take care of us. She's not going to do this or that because she's going to take care of us. And Mm. it's... So how are things different today? There were many, many arguments Mm. and it took a lot of time and effort of, I'm still a person. Um, I didn't ask for this because if I had a choice, I would... I mean, let's be honest. I would have been born born to a very wealthy white family. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been given everything. But on the flip side of that, it's like I had parents who both had very well-paying jobs and they were both working. But I grew up in a tumultuous household in the sense that there was a lot of arguing and there was a lot of fighting. Mm. And I felt that I had a burden to be the peacekeeper Mm. because it's like, Mom would go to work and she'd come home crying and dad wouldn't know how to Mm. deal with it. And he'd go off and do his thing. And Mm. then my mom wonders why no one's around to love her. And then I had to be the one to like hug my mom Mm. and be like, I love you. Let's watch television together, you know? Yeah. And it was, it's like there was an emotional burden there. And it's like I was, we were very financially privileged, but we, but there was still emotional trauma. Yeah. Money doesn't fix everything. Exactly. Money, money doesn't fix any, everything. It's like, (laughs) it was, it's like, it was, it could have been worse, you know, but I feel, but I feel, yeah, but I feel like we should have used that towards therapists, Mm. not private school education. (laughs) Fair, fair. That's funny. I'm kind of like a mix of where you guys are. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in the middle. Because my parents, like I said, my mom, when she had me, she was 16. My dad was 18. And so they, I grew up in a house with, at one point, up to like, I want to say 14, 15 people. Oh my goodness. Because we lived literally like here next to Downey. And... My dad, like, as soon as he graduated, he was just working, 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 working. So where they are now, they're very, I want to say they're going towards upper middle class. But that's all, like, that's all them. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah that takes yeah. a lot of hard work. Yeah. And know? so I think because of them having that situation where their parents weren't wealthy when they were kids they didn't want me to be like that mm-hmm. they wanted me to go out and, and like what you said distance makes the heart fonder yeah, yeah exactly that for sure happened with me and my parents and I think now what I learned is that like wow they put a lot of trust in me mm-hmm. like <laughs> in high school you know when everyone has curfews <laughs> when you start driving yeah I didn't have a curfew I would come home at like 3 a.m some days yeah Ooh. you know I grew up very similar like, I grew up very similar <laughs> in the sense it's like I was very lucky to have gone to high school in Europe where the drinking age was 16 mm-hmm. and my only rule was if you I went get to high school in Europe yeah Listen to the Patreon. Listen for more. to the Patreon for more. <laughs> Gotta pay for that shit. <laughs> but, Continue. But I, I I went to high school in Europe and the drinking age was sixteen. And my parents' one and only rule was get good grades and you can do whatever the heck you want. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there was judgment in the sense of like, oh, she's going out clubbing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but, but it has to happen at some point. But, you know, you guys did mention something about uh, around the same. And it, and it's all kind of led back to also hard work. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so I kind of want to take it that direction now because obviously yes. like it's been it, it takes hard work to like mend relationships. It takes hard work to heal relationships with people and to set new boundaries for them and and for yourself and limitations and all of that. Right. So all of it takes hard work. So what are things that like um, you as women today, you guys are obviously like, I know you guys personally, but for people that don't know you, like what are things that you guys are hustling your ambitions? Like, you know, you're not like products of your past. You're not products of... I think everyone's just trying to be better than where they came from. Like my parents worked really hard to get to where they are and I'm working equally as hard to get to where I am. Yeah, And it's... It takes a lot of self-respect and a lot of understanding that like some days I have good days and some days I have bad days. And that on those days I try to bring you donuts. (laughs) (laughs) And I appreciate it. (laughs) But it's it's like you just you gotta I think the big thing is you gotta understand that your goals don't always align with the goals that your parents have created for Mm. you and It's hard to live up to it because for a good portion of my life, I attended university and I studied the thing my parents wanted me to study. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm out, I look back and I'm like, dang, I really wish I was pursuing a different career. But because I have a degree in what I have, I have to pursue what I have to the best of my abilities. And that's what I'm working towards right now. It's like, I don't know if I would be happier in a different career, but this is what I know. So this is what I'm going to pursue. And it's not exactly what my parents would have liked me to pursue, but it's still in the same realm. And it's a good middle ground to be happy, you know, and I think that's important. You don't have to love your job. You just need to like it enough that it doesn't feel like it's emotionally killing you every day. (laughs) I didn't know it was my calling. I, I did massage therapy because it's like, okay, well, this is something I was. So so for those who don't know, I was my family chiropractor and massage therapist <laughs> since I was five. I'm so excited and for I her to touch me. <laughs> She's going to touch her after this, by the way. I'm very excited for her to touch you after this. I'm very, very excited. And you're going to like it. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I am telling you, I'm already ready. Um. <laughs> but... um. <laughs> I worked for a spa, different spas for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. And what spas do is they just give you client after client after client. So you don't have time to breathe in between. And after a while, you just like, I love what I do, but I'm just overworked. So what did you do to change that outcome? I actually opened up my own spot. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys know, but a lot of places, they only they only pay their massage therapist $20, $21 an hour. Yeah. Wow. Wait, what? For my, that, like, labor, physical, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, to give you an idea, I go to K-Town and get two massages that last an hour and it a half. Depends. And it's like $179. It depends on where you go. A lot of major spas like massage envy they have a tier system mm. oh. and the top tier is 20 21 dollars wow. crazy versus oh, the 80 dollars 90 dollars are charging nowadays so i actually want to go back to something you said earlier sure. kind of when we we're talking about like the whole family thing but also like having to do with your business and stuff mm-hmm. which is going to segue into our next topic <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you said that like no matter how hard you try no matter how hard you're like working your ass off you couldn't get out of your parents house your mom's house yes Mm -hmm. and that's like very common right now a lot of people can't even buy houses they go into apartments because of how like high everything is exactly so yeah i don't know if you guys seen it i saw it a lot today kim kardashian recently did a i believe an interview i don't know with her variety 
Is it the one where she said women just need to get off their butts and just work? Fuck that. Yeah. She was so Kim. Oh my if god! If you didn't know, I used to work for massage therapy. You can't work forty hours like a week. It's a lot. You just you just can't do massage full time. It's just impossible. It's just too physically exhausting. You just can't. So I worked my ass off. What do you suggest? Because apparently all I can say is not everyone can have a sex tape leaked. But girl, you worked hard in that. And also, <laughs> she had wealthy parents. Her dad was, yeah. or yeah, her dad, her dad at the was, time a was a lawyer. So he was and making good money. And then her stepdad money. was an Olympian. Mm-hmm. It's just like she comes from money, mm-hmm. you know. But all in all, what propelled her to where she is is a leaked sex tape. Mm-hmm. And that's just. Holy fuck. Like, congratulations yeah. on that, girl. You work it. But don't tell other people how to make money when you came from substance already. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you there. Because, like, she's very controversial in anything. I've mm-hmm. never been a fan of the Kardashians, the Jenners, just of how they're, like, blown up to look as idols. And I don't necessarily blame them on them. I blame them on I, the media I'm gui- more so. I'm guilty of consuming their content because I find it disgustingly entertaining because it's, it's so reality. no but no it's just <laughs> so it's just so off t- touch of like what reality is mm-hmm. it's almost painful in the sense of what they what they're experiencing as issues like that's not to minimize their issues because mm-hmm. everyone's issues are their own valid. and it's valid and their problems but to be oh my god like it is painful to watch <laughs> Yeah, so, like, with her, what she's doing with the whole lawyer thing, I think that's great. You know, she's getting girls out there. Do you know, do you guys know about that? The fact that she's in law school, she's very, very, clearly very intelligent, even though she plays off as being a ditz. Yeah. I really, really love what she's doing in terms of prison. Mm -hmm. uh, What is it? What is it called? It's basically, she's basically, like, looking at the people who are, they're not necessarily oh, innocent. Prison, prison but, reform. That's yes. what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really supportive of that. I really love the work she's doing. I think it's so important. I think people look at prisoners as otherness and they're just people who've made mistakes, you know? Yeah. So I think that's really great. But I think it's being outshined by all this drama surrounding her, Kanye, and mm-hmm. whatever else is mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. So so when I saw this video, it made me think of like people like normal people <laughs> yep, yep. who were like living in a house full of a bunch of other people because we can't afford our own house. Right. For someone yeah. like the thing that hurts my soul is for someone who's so intelligent, like clearly intelligent. She's yeah. doing a lot of humanitarian work. But for someone who's so intelligent to make such an off base comment like mm-hmm. that and not even recognize her own privilege and entitlement, that's just oh I it's, it's very frustrating, yeah. you know. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here because I kind of listened to a, a larger chunk of it, mm-hmm. and I feel like there's the specific part that is being blown the heck up, mm-hmm. and then there's the tail end of what she yeah. says. And in my humble opinion, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think one, they're gonna nitpick it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But the other thing is that. She's she's one directing it at business people, business women in general, not just context the working is important. Class. Yeah, but two, there's it's not it's not like uh, what's the phrase? I'm bad at phrasing. You all know this, but it's not what you're saying. It's like how you're saying it. Yeah, context. And context is 100%. super important. So I don't think it almost like the she was very assertive and mm. aggressive with the approach that she went with, mm-hmm. and to me, from the other end, it feels like she's. 
she's trying to be like lioness like we gotta do it girls la, 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 la. you see what i'm saying like versus mm. hey you're lazy yeah. I think it's just I think it's just because But it doesn't help that it came from her, obviously. Yeah. yeah. That's, I think that's really the biggest it's like, thing. Right. It's like if she wants to say that type of thing, write a TED talk and have someone else say it. Exactly. You know? It's kind of like like just putting it into our perspective. Mm-hmm. It's like if you weren't doing your editing, like mm-hmm. your job job, mm-hmm. if we were both of us were just solely podcasts, we would be on the streets right now. <laughs> yeah, we would hella broke. And it's not like we're not doing anything. Right. We put so much work into this. You guys this. are hustling yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard not to get upset by that because it's like let's face it when she was creating skims Skims, when she was creating skims she had a whole team helping her you know whereas people who start from small businesses doing this type of work Mm -hmm. they're starting this business and having whatever full-time job they've had to be able to Mm -hmm. stay on their feet and the fact that she had financial means to support herself while creating all these ideas it's like good for you but not everyone can, it's not feasible for everyone. Yes, Khloe Kardashian, whoop-dee-doo, she has a clothing line that's really all-inclusive, but <gasps> it's something... You just remind me of something. Basically, there was a Twitter thing that happened a few years back where like, some girl was like, Khloe, I love your pants. I will literally work five days to afford your pants because they're so comfortable. <laughs> and Khloe replies to that tweet, I'm glad you like them. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Out of touch, out of fucking touch, you yeah. know? It's like whoopty fucking do. They make clothes that fit all body types. I think body inclusivity is so important, yeah. you know? But because- they make the clothes for like five cents yeah. and then sell it for <laughs> but they make it unaffordable that's yeah. the issue so you just got to be a thoughtful purchaser you know you don't need good american jeans you can get it at old navy <laughs> old navy is the place to be old navy is a <laughs> sponsor right. or american eagle well I'm, I'm very proud to have you guys in in my circle of yeah. life Thank because you, so you guys yeah you guys life. are hard and on your podcast <laughs> hard working you guys i don't know a lot of people um, I don't have that many, like a large amount of friends, but I, the ones that I do keep, I am very proud of. Um, you guys are all hustlers in your own right. You guys all do fucking, fucking incredible shit. So keep at it. Um, cause we got money to make some. <laughs> we got um, money to spend yeah. <laughs> on each other. <laughs> anyway. <On my> <laughs> but, sorry, Kim. I, I think the table, the square table. Has spoken. You can't sit with us. Sorry, bro. But guys, that wraps us up for today's episode. And as always, we leave you with an unnecessarily burning final question. <laughs> and uh, the final question today is: What would your current self advise your younger self about setting boundaries? Well, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you guys again for coming on. It was very lovely. And if you'd like to follow our podcast, everything is at Talks and Sips. We have a Patreon interview coming out with Julia about some travel. Actually, it's already out. (laughs) Pre-recording. Is there anything you guys, social media, want to put out there? Quick, quick, quick. Plug, plug, plug. No, don't follow me. No, I get it. All right. Well, mine is that sussy.nc. I'm at Fox with two X's and two underscores. Yeah. And if you want to check out any of these links we talked about today, check out talksandsips.com. Dot com. And that all being said, you guys will see us on the next one. Bye. Bye.